Some St. Louisans have experienced some good news in these dark times. And by that, I mean they've been vaccinated against COVID-19. All of a sudden, I just had this wash over me like I am now safer. Everything I do is safer. I would say it this way. I have a, it's a moment of hope and I see the beginning of the end. Well, Sylvia, you just gave me the chills. That is just the happiest thing to hear. And I'm so glad you were able to get that vaccine and and it went well. I felt like a kid feels the night before the last day of school, that impending freedom. A a dose to anyone is better than a dose that has to be thrown into the garbage. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you're in the right place at the right time, sometimes you might be able to get lucky, especially if you if you work, um, you know, in a in a health department or if you work around a hospital, um, you know, you just just uh, what I'm hearing from a lot of people is just keep your ear to the ground and you might get lucky. Hmm. I'm going to start lurking around some of just our local lurk- hospitals. <laughs> lurk sure around a hospital, see what, you can, see what you can find at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm Sarah Fenske, and this is St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org slash donate. That's stlpr.org slash donate. Debbie Heffern has stage four gastrointestinal cancer. She's also an employee at a local hospital, and it's the latter status that made her eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. She got the first dose just before Christmas. We simply got an email into our work email saying that, okay, you can now schedule your vaccine. So I did. And two hours after I had gotten that email, I was already on my way back home having gotten the vaccine. Now, Debbie received the second dose earlier this week, and she says her life has slowly started to change. For the past 10 months, she acknowledges, it has been really hard. We were so unsure about how the, excuse me, about how the virus was transmitted. We were taking every precaution you can imagine. And up until last week, we were still quarantining our mail and washing our groceries just to be so, so very careful with me. We did not um, visit with our kids or grandkids any place except on the driveways with free air circulation all the way around and masks on and essentially went nowhere except doctor appointments. And my husband would go like every three weeks for groceries or my son in the beginning did it for us. That's Debbie Heffern. And she told us how she felt the night before getting that second shot. I felt like a kid feels the night before the last day of school, that impending freedom. And when I actually was at the grocery store, what I found, the freedom wasn't just the freedom for being there. The freedom was a mental kind of freedom. The knowledge that if I forgot something, I wouldn't have to wait three weeks for the next big grocery load to go back and get it. If I forgot something, I could just go back on another trip and get what I needed. 
And I love how Debbie felt like a kid heading into that last day of school, that idea of freedom. I just can't wait for that feeling. And joining us today to talk about how much longer we may have to wait and why is St. Louis Public Radio health reporter Sarah Fenton. Sarah, welcome. Hey. Hello. So there was a big announcement from the state of Missouri yesterday on the vaccine front. What do we know about who's getting their shot next? So for the last month or so, the state has given the vaccine or the people who have been eligible to receive the vaccine are um, healthcare workers like the guests we just heard um, and people who work and live in nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. Uh, the announcement that happened yesterday was the state is now making more people eligible, something like 1.6 million more people. Whoa. I did the math yesterday. And that includes people over 65 who will become eligible on Monday and emergency workers who are eligible today. That's people like um, police, uh, policemen, firefighters, uh, EMTs. And then um, also eligible on Monday will be people with chronic health conditions like type 2 diabetes and health condition or heart conditions, that sort of thing. <laughs> so what happened yesterday was we saw a big change and a big increase in the number of people who will soon be eligible to receive the vaccine. So they're basically opening the floodgates and, you know, opening it to these first responders. There's so many of them throughout the state. Do we expect there to be any vaccines left by the time seniors are eligible come Monday? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, right now, it's it, it's difficult for a lot of people, even in this current phase to receive their vaccine. Um, I mm. talked to a lot of healthcare workers over the last couple of weeks who said, I'm in private practice and I still don't know where to get my, my shot or they're having to finagle their own doses through partnerships with hospitals or through going to um, more rural health departments that have fewer kind of um, gatekeepers to getting a vaccine. So right now we're still seeing the... Uh, the people who are eligible even now having trouble getting a vaccine and the state health department itself has said there are going to be way more people eligible than vaccines are available. So 1.6 million people become eligible on Monday. And uh, right now I think we've only distributed about somewhere in between 150,000 and 200,000 doses. Hmm. So you do the math. Yeah, that math is it, the chances of, of the, the person, you know, over 65 uh, that you're hoping will be able to get the vaccine soon. The chances of them landing that on Monday or Tuesday don't seem really good. But, hey, this is this is now an opportunity here. In the meantime, this this phase 1A that involved healthcare workers and nursing home residents, uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch recently reported that just 27 percent of the people who are believed to be in that cohort have, have received their first dose. And in many cases, they were offered it. They didn't take it. What's going on here? It's something that we're seeing a lot is that um, even though people are eligible, not everyone will want to get a vaccine. Um, you know, they might be scared about um, the speed at which it was approved by the FDA. They might not believe in vaccines. Um, and so what we're seeing, even in the healthcare sector, a lot of people are refusing to get these shots or they're saying, no, thank you. Um, I talked to the CEO of Total Access Urgent Care. 
Um, that's the urgent care clinic that you see all over the city, all over the region. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying a big chunk of his employees actually have, you know, they were eligible. Well, they were eligible and they were able to receive one, but a big percentage of them said no, thank you. Hmm. So does this decision by the state of Missouri, is this in some ways saying, okay, you had your chance, healthcare workers, it's time for people who are more enthusiastic about this? Or do you not read this that way? I don't read it that way. I read it as um, the uh, federal health department, HHS, recently changed its guidance saying, we're expecting a lot more doses to become available in the next weeks, months. And so um, it makes sense to start making appointments for people who are in other groups other than the highest priority. And the state and uh, Missouri and a lot of other states have started following that guidance. I know um, Illinois has done the same thing where they recently opened up vaccinations to older people and people with chronic health conditions. Mm-hmm. Well, this is such an interesting um, situation we're in right now. There's so many questions um, about every little part of this. And if you've got questions now, whether it has to do with the vaccine itself or the distribution, um, or maybe you've gotten it and want to tell us about your experience, you can give us a call. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air. You can also email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Sarah, we did get an email from uh, Betty Miller. Miller, and she writes, in part, where are decisions being made and by whom regarding recipients of vaccine shots? Is it being left to the governor or to the counties? How many doses are being allocated? In terms of who's really calling the shots here, now that the governor has has made this decision that we're moving into this next tier, um, where do things go from there? The federal government, the Centers for Disease Control, has guidance And as we know, guidance doesn't necessarily mean a hard and fast rule. But most states are following the CDC guidance of who gets the vaccine first, um, pretty much to the letter. Sometimes you'll see a a little bit of deviation. Um, And that includes Missouri. And so pretty much Missouri is following that federal guidance. And they have their own 106-page distribution plan (laughs) that outlines who is in line, who comes next, who's a priority, who, you know... And so pretty much the um, it's being guided by the federal government, but mostly being left up to the states. And then once the states are making these determinations, are doses being allocated by county or is this now happening? States going directly to, say, a police department now that we're in that phase? We'll know more about that hopefully today. Um, the Department of Health and Senior Services uh, said uh, the director, Randall Williams, said yesterday that we'll have. Um, more information about where to get those vaccines on their uh, vaccine website starting today. Um, As of about an hour ago, I've been checking the website. I haven't seen any updates. So we'll know more about how that distribution is going to happen and where people can actually go and get their shots. Um, which is what I know a lot of people are curious about. I wish I knew more. I will tell everyone as soon as I know. Um, as of right now, we've seen some doses being distributed to health departments. I know the St. Louis County Health Department has received a shipment of about a thousand doses, which hmm. sounds like a lot, but uh, given the amount of healthcare workers in and you know just the people in the region, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. Um, 
And uh, but the St. Louis uh, City's health department has not received any doses yet. They expect to. So uh, what I'm expecting to see, what we've seen in other states, is a lot of shots have been distributed to. Um, local health departments and people go there to get their shots. Um, but we'll know more again, hopefully later today. Okay. Now, many people who've gotten this vaccine, they describe that sense of relief, that one that Debbie Heffern described earlier in the show. Uh, Lana Ellsworth works for Mercy Hospital. She just got her second vaccine dose earlier this week. Here's how she described the experience. What was most interesting to me is that I just knew I was going to get it because I'm a nurse working with at the hospital and periodically have COVID patients. And I didn't really put much thought into it. But after the evening of the first dose, all of a sudden I just had this wash over me like I am now safer. Everything I do is safer. And at the beginning, it didn't feel like it would change much of what I actually did. I would still go to the grocery store, still go home, still see my family, still avoid everything else as much as possible. But what I actually did, I felt so much safer. And that is Lana Ellsworth. I want to go to the phone lines. We also have somebody uh, calling in who has gotten this experience. Um, This is Sylvia. I believe she's calling from Trenton County, Illinois. Sylvia, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, That is Clinton County. Clinton County. We're about 50 miles east. Uh, We're just on the edge of the metro area. Our public health department here in Clinton County set up a, um, uh, let's see, set up the adult, giving the dose uh, in a grade school gym, and they did a great job, plenty of distancing, volunteer nurses, and uh, it was done very well. I had a jab that I can't even, I couldn't even tell I got, it was nothing, it was nothing. Uh, there was no pain. I mean, I'm fine. And, and Sylvia, may I ask, uh, what made you eligible for this dose at, at this stage? In my elderhood, dear, I'm in my elderhood. I am 87 years old. Oh, good for so, you. That's that's terrific. So Illinois has already gotten to the point where uh, some seniors are getting their shots. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Very, well, very true. And I concur with the uh, people who are saying, I would say it this way. I have a, It's a moment of hope. And I see the beginning of the end. Well, Sylvia, you just gave me the chills. That is just the happiest thing to hear. And I'm so glad you were able to get that vaccine and and it went well. Clinton County, Illinois represents. uh, That is great to hear. Um, We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. And now back to our conversation. We're talking about vaccines with St. Louis Public Radio health reporter Sarah Fenton. We're also taking your questions, and we want to hear about your experiences. And I'm going to go back to the phone lines for somebody who has a different experience than the uh, caller from Clinton County. This is Tom, who's calling from Salem, Missouri. Uh, Tom, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, it's funny because earlier this week, I called our local health department and also our local hospital asking when would the vaccination be available. And they both said they don't anticipate it being available until springtime. Mm. Uh, They called me yesterday and told me that the governor signed that proclamation. So I'm curious, or hopeful, I should say, that it will make a difference. Yeah, that's interesting. Your experience in Salem, Missouri, versus the experience from the caller we just talked to in Clinton County, Illinois. Uh, Sarah Fenton, what would you chalk that up to? I think a lot of it depends on your own personal eligibility. Um, so the person we talked to in Clinton County, um, who was delightful. <laughs> she was she, great. Uh, she was, um, I think she said 85, 89. She was in her 80s. And so the older you are, the more likely you are to be eligible, I hmm. think. Um, it also depends on your job. If you're an essential worker, you might have, uh, you might become eligible before the quote unquote general population. Um, so there are a lot of factors involved. I don't know our callers, uh, our yeah. caller situation. Tom, and it also you, just, Tom I'm know. curious oh, to hear. Sorry, uh, Tom, do you have any special eligibility here? Uh, the only thing that would make me eligible right now is my age. Uh, I am mm-hmm. 68. So Okay. So okay. so not as old as Sylvia, and it sounds like that could make a difference, uh, Sarah Fenton. Um, as far as I know, though, if you're over 65 in, in Missouri, you will become eligible on Monday. Um, ultimately, though, it if, doesn't matter if you're eligible, if there aren't any shots available mm-hmm. for you to get one, right? And so you can, you can make anyone eligible, but if you don't have any vaccines to give, it doesn't really matter, right? And so I think that might be what the issue is at this point, is that a lot of health departments, a lot of hospitals probably don't know how much of the vaccine they'll be getting in the future. Mm-hmm. And so that it, it makes sense to me that they're saying spring because that's kind of what I've been telling a lot of people is like, at this point, there aren't a lot of doses available. What we've been hearing is that manufacturing will become a little bit more stabilized as we move through the year. And so it makes sense that people are saying, oh, spring, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, there's just so much that we don't know about availability and, and the amount of doses that states will have. Well, Tom, we want to thank you for that call. We wish you the best of luck in getting mm-hmm. a dose. Hopefully, some will get to your county health department soon. And if you are listening to this conversation and you have a question for health reporter Sarah Fenton or you want to tell us about your experience, we do have open phone lines, 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. And again, you can also find us on Twitter. That's STL on air. Sarah, uh, we just got an email from Ellen, and she asks, where can we register for a vaccine? When and what locations will provide the vaccine? This information seems to get leaked out rather than official announcements. I think there's a lot of questions people are wondering, does it help to even register now when their county health department may not even have a supply? What are your thoughts on that? And and where should people go if this is worth doing? I think that it wouldn't hurt, right, like to register. Um, I know that the uh, St. Louis County and uh, the St. Louis Department of Health here in the city have both made... um, made uh, signups available. And so you can go to the health department's website and and you can sign up that way. Um, And right now, the city at least doesn't even have any doses. So it's not like you're going to sign up and get an appointment available, you know, next week. But that is a way for people to stay informed. And if 
uh, doses become available, um, they might get lucky and they might get get a get a chance. It, it just depends on where you where you live. If your county health department or your city health department has one of those sign up systems, that's what I would say to do is is just take advantage of it because it could never hurt. Okay. Uh, we also heard from Barbara in St. Louis. She called in to say that when she watches local TV, she only sees an email address to sign up for the vaccine. Uh, she noted that she doesn't use email or have a smartphone. She bets there's a lot of people in her situation. We did want to yes. mention, yeah, if you're a city resident and you're in that situation, you could text STL COVID to 888777 uh, and that would get you text notifications on vaccine updates. It's obviously an imperfect solution, but it is one. Again, you can text STL-COVID to 888-777. Uh, Sarah, any other advice for anybody who's in that uh, scenario? I would say just try to follow the news as much as possible. Um, um, but I, I'm so happy that this person brought that up because I think what we are going to see with the vaccine is what we saw with testing Whereas, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, what we saw was people who were really connected, who maybe knew somebody in the healthcare field, who knew people in the government or, or in the know, they were able to kind of get plugged into where to find tests, where sort of how to get them the most easily. And they also people with transportation and technology available to them were able to get tested first. I think that's what we're going to be seeing with the vaccine as well, where people who have a lot of resources will probably be able to figure it out more quickly and it will be available to them. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of health departments and the state health department too has made equity um at least they pay lip service to it, um, saying, you know, we're committed to making vaccines available to everybody, regardless of who they are or how much money they have or how many resources they have. Um, we'll see if that comes to pass. I hope it will. I want to um, hear from one other person who um, has gotten vaccinated and is now getting their life back. This is Jenny Rearig. She's a local nurse. Uh, she got her first dose on December 28th. She gets her second dose this coming Monday. Here's what she told us about what she's looking forward to. I have a couple of friends that have, um, they actually had babies during this time, and I haven't been able to see them or see their children. I'm very excited to be able to go and, and see them. I have two young children, and I'm very excited to be able to take my kids out um, just to parks again and be able to get them out of their house and be able to have play dates with their friends. I'm very hopeful for the things that are to come. Um, and that was Nurse Jenny Rearig. I want to go back to the phone lines. Lisa is calling from St. Charles. Um, Lisa, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. How much fun is this? <laughs> Well, about a week ago, I got the shot, and I'm going to be 68 this Thursday, and um, I basically got it I partially due to my age, but also I work as an essential worker with community living in St. Peter's, hmm. and I feel they bumped me up to the top of the list somehow. Well, that's um, great. Good for you, Lisa. Right, and I bet there's other... Um, nonprofits in the area working in the field of disability that are also helping their essential workers get the vaccination. Although I guess my age does give me that extra preference if, if people are interested. <laughs> but um, it was so well organized. 
guys. It was, you know, the health center over there on Boone Slick. And I mean, I'm like that other woman who spoke. I didn't hardly feel the vaccination at all, hmm. you know. That's and, great. Well, well, Lisa, we're so glad to hear that. And, and Sarah Fenton, I've certainly heard stories where um, places that have allocations just had maybe one dose left in a package of six. They knew they had to use it or it would go bad. They're just pulling in whoever they can to make sure it doesn't get wasted. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that happening a lot because even if the dose doesn't go to an essential worker, like it, a, a dose to anyone is better than a dose that has to be thrown into the garbage. Absolutely. Right? Um, so, I mean, if you're in the right place at the right time, sometimes you might be able to get lucky, especially if you if you work, um, you know, in a in a health department or if you work around a hospital. Um, you know, you just just uh, what I'm hearing from a lot of people is just keep your ear to the ground and you might get lucky. Hmm. I'm going to start lurking around some of just our local lurking. hospitals. <laughs> lurk sure around a hospital, see what, you can, see what you can find at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> like day-old, day-old bagels. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Lisa, congratulations on that. That's awesome you were able to get that. Um, Sarah, one point I did want to bring up here because this is the biggest question I hear from people out there. And that is the question of whether people who've gotten the vaccine could still potentially be asymptomatic carriers. Do they need to continue to take precautions? They don't have to worry about themselves getting it, but could they potentially spread it? What's What do we know about this question? Yes, that's a very important question. And the answer is possibly. <laughs> uh, the, both the Pfizer and the Moderna clinical trials looked at symptoms. And so that was where you heard that 90 to 95% effectiveness. That was what it was measuring was people who um, were positive for the coronavirus. They didn't get sick. But what those clinical trials did not measure was infectiousness. And so a lot of doctors say, yes, it is possible that the vaccine um, will decrease your infectiousness and your ability to spread to other people. But right now we have no idea because it hasn't been measured. We'll know more as as more people get the vaccine. We start to see how how it's working. Um, But right now, the most prudent thing to do is to assume no, because you Mm -hmm. don't want to get that wrong. Right. And so even if you have received the vaccine, still wear a mask, um, still social distance if you can. We're probably going to have to keep on doing that for the next half year or even more. Um, We'll see what happens again. Um, And also, I would like to point out that 95 to 90% effectiveness, that's not 100% effectiveness. So one in every 20 people or so might still get sick and spread the vaccine. And that's not... that's a, that's a great point and unfortunately a downer to end on on a happy segment, but something to keep in mind. Even if you're vaccinated, keep wearing that mask and you could still get sick. St. Louis Public Radio health reporter Sarah Fenton, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.